It was me again. What do you mean it was you again? It was me, man. Hey, summertime sports and 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 just kids being off means guess what coaches will do? Take time and they will get all the time, DK. My son had a baseball game actually played at Vanderbilt Stadium today. Really cool oh. moment for him, man. Yeah, my oldest. We're doing a local tournament here this weekend. And right after that, we went and grabbed a quick bike. Had to drop him off for basketball practice. Got a lot going on here, DK. I like on it. On the other side of town. But you know what? It don't matter because the Ramon Foster show is about to start. The big rage. <laughs> it's, it's about to get going. Yeah. Are we locked in, man? Yeah, we certainly are. Let's go. Let's lock in. Here we go. Big Rage. <laughs> I actually like that now, man. The Big Rage. Hey, my brother will cut. He will give you a nickname. I promise you that. The, he's not going to beat the Big Rage because no. he, he can't. He can't do that. Well, not not now. Not after he even set this one up, right? Gosh, that would have been really good as a player. The Big Rage. Yeah. Yeah, you're way too nice. It never would have stuck. Yeah, that's I don't fair. Care what your unfield persona was <laughs> yeah, but, yeah but see the problem is if that was your yeah. on-field persona you would have still doing it with but the big smile i would have did it hey you don't know me <laughs> i love it i just saw somebody say they were on the west side of uh nashville that's exactly where i was was the west side of Nash nashville just a second ago I dropped my son off at his high school and had to sprint not sprint not speed I had to <laughs> come home and get ready to do this show, man. I actually enjoyed this. We are talking football today. We are talking Steelers mini camp, which completed its second of three days uh, today over at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Uh, this was the day for the offense, meaning in terms of their access and their availability for the day, particularly the coaches yeah. and particularly among those coaches the offensive coordinator right. and not to just keep grabbing at the low hanging fruit, but Matt Canada is an issue and yeah. Matt Canada, he's going to be one of those guys who no matter what it is that he says, it's wrong. <sighs> like in the public side, you know what I'm saying? Heck yeah. I know what you mean. If he just came out and say, you know what? It, it's time. We, we found a cure for cancer. They'd be like, ah, shut up. You shut know? up. Not <laughs> yeah. you. You didn't find it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What, what's, DK, what was your role? But, did, but the, hey, oh my gosh, a little bit of corn, then we're going to get back. You are 100% correct. <laughs> it is hump day. Thank you, little bit of corn. He said, I do believe it's hump day, right, Moan? Keeping uh, us sharp. sharp. But DK, I will say this when it comes down to Canada and the uh, pressure that folks put on him. Uh, Pittsburgh is different. I almost think any storied franchise is different. The expectation of winning means a whole lot in Pittsburgh. And truthfully, I've said this time and time again, right, DK? The players, the coaches, and even the ownership comes down to like, hey, our fan base will question it, right? Yeah. There, there's a level of, 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 of uh, success that's expected inside of Pittsburgh, a level of operation. I have somebody who's a Titans fan because you know I'm down here in this area uh, said that he was reading a book about, you know, winning storied franchises or winning businesses is what it was. And said the model that was used actually was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it was just like three coaches in over 40 years. Uh, ownership stays out of the way, but pro but uh, prominent in the business decisions and just the level of winning expectation. I was just like, you're right. It is. So for a coordinator to come in and have this surplus of talent, uh, also followed by and with a franchise Hall of Fame quarterback in Roethlisberger, right? You expect that ship to continue to sail. You expect wins. You expect production. You expect recent history of the offense being a certain way, and it's not that right now. There's a difference between, of course, the, the literal usage, as you're saying, of expect yeah, and predicting or anticipating that yeah. it will happen. Uh, my level of confidence in the man and his ability to do that job at an NFL level is still close to zero. Uh, I'll buy him a mulligan and maybe two, three games because of the way the rushing attack specifically yeah. was, uh, you know, the, the way it came around. 
I feel like that was worth something when you average 146.4 yards per game during a nine game stretch in which you go seven and two. That's something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I will at least say, Hey, you got that part right, but where's the rest? Yeah. Okay. Where's the intermediate passing? Where's the deep passing? Where are the shots? Uh, I don't want to just hear the only thing I hear, even from fans and supporters of Kenny Pickett in the offense, the only thing I hear on a consistent basis is, well, he had those late drives. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Late drives are different, man. You're facing a different defense. You're facing a different mindset. It is to Kenny's credit and to everybody in the offense who made those plays in Baltimore, uh, especially in Baltimore. Okay. And, and to some extent, Matt Canada, but it's not, that's not an offensive rhythm. It's not because two men is way different than, hey, Wait, call it and go. Tell them, Moan. Tell them. Seriously. It is. The first 10 is way different than the next 20 in the first half. Like, that's just how it is, man. Getting the ball in the middle of the field and you have to, like, settle down. It's like, okay, because then your, your, your true job is actually on the line. Hey, call some and make it work for four yards. Okay, now give us three. Okay, now now give us another four again so we can get a first down. That's the actual job. No huddle is catching the team off off uh off point is what you're doing in those situations by surprise in a sense because it's so fast and so quick. Now you say to yourself, well, why don't you do that all the time? It does work in spurts. But my college team, University of Tennessee, does an up tempo style in offense. But guess what happens in those up tempo style of offenses? DK, you get behind or you get. Uh, third three and out super fast and put your defense back out there. That's why the di- that's why having a methodical, efficient offense is being asked of Matt Canada right now. And I love the fact that pressure's on DK because we'll see the best him right now. You would hope so, yeah. I mean, this is people are getting at his beard. He has a beard now. Okay, <laughs> well, they had to see him. Mean, we've seen it for for months now. The public got to see the beard because he was interviewed yeah. today. That's what I mean. If Kenny Pickett shows up wearing a beard. Beards are in. Beards are good. Matt Canada shows up in one, and it's like, ha, 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 he has a beard. That's what I'm talking about. Listen, there's plenty enough legitimate, legitimate points of criticism where Canada is concerned. There really are. There's a litany of them. We don't have to get, you know, don't have to get weird about it. No, absolutely not. Um, But but that's the thing, though, man. Beards are good, man, but it's also a cover-up. What does that face of yours actually look like? And that's what we're asking right now is what does this offense actually look like with Kenny Pickett at the helm and just controlling of it? You got a bunch of talented guys. I hate this guy. That's my brother, if y'all didn't know. Ron is in my in the chat right now. He has a show as it stands. He's taking uh, it over. He is taking it over. I can't wait to wrestle him when I see him soon. Uh, but – so everybody's mentioning Matt Canada's beard. Wait, you wrestle, Ron? We'll tussle every once in a while. Just lock up real quick, DK. I got a video of us just outside of a restaurant, just locked up and going at it. Because Ron's also 6'7". So he's not a small individual. Uh, I I did not know that. Yeah, no. My, all of my brothers are 6'5 and taller. Crazy. My son, my oldest now, I think we're eye to eye. It's weird. It's weird, DK. That, a, that alone I can't picture since I haven't seen RJ in person in a while. A 6'5", 14-year-old. It blows my mind. Almost 6'6". Six, six. Uh, but with that being said, rated R, gang, I see you big beard game. To me, everybody's craving over or talking about this beard thing being a thing. To me, it's still a cover-up. What are you actually going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just where I'm at. A beard is a cover-up, DK. Give me this offense. You that, hear me? What What was the cover-up then when Ben had a beard like Saddam coming when he, out of the bunker? <laughs> ben was in savage mode is what that was. Yeah. was I'll tell you what. I was completely <sighs> fine with the pandemic and COVID and everything else until I saw Ben and how he was handling it. And I was like, whoa. Is that Ben's the deal barber breaker? can't come within six feet of him, clearly. Oh, my gosh. Uh but with all that being said, though, DK, I, I need points. Um, for me, we need at least 24 this year. I, I said 25 because I, last year's figure, and this is offensive points, by the way, not Steelers points, okay? The Steelers' average was 18.6. That's bad. That is bad. So you put another seven on that, quite literally, 
And what are you doing? You're at 25, 25. and you're putting yourself into a mix where you're not raising it too high. Okay, no. when you guys were going, what was the goal? 24. Oh, what was it? 27. Not 27 under, not under, no, not under Haley. It was 30. 30. 30. Yeah, it's I was 30. There too. My bad, Todd. <laughs> yeah. And he would say it out loud because he didn't care if people would apply that, you know, apply that pressure back. And you know what's so fascinating about that too, DK? They scored 30 points, man. They win against Cleveland the first time. Oh, my gosh. This team is frigging crushing it. They're the number one seed in the AFC with the defense that we have. Mm-hmm. That's what you're looking for, man. A beard like Saddam was a clutch one. I like it holding 92. <laughs> that was so clutch, man. Uh, but give me 24. I've used it before. <laughs> have you? Yeah. Uh, give me 24 points a game. That's all I ask of Matt Canada moving forward. If they, if he does that, though, DK, to you, because you see him and you got to face him and you're going to ask him all the hard questions when it comes down to it. 24 points a game, keep his job into 2024? Uh, if he gets to 25 points a game, excuse me, and has a one-touchdown increase over increase. last year, if we, if we take this to the natural extent, instead of just saying here's the number, what you have to do is what you have to look at is how the offense would accumulate that extra touchdown. How would the offense get that? Well, stands to reason the offense would come with some kind of rhythm, would show some kind of imagination after the first series. Yeah. Okay. Instead of just yeah. the 10 that he wrote down all week. That's and then bad. after that, it's like nothing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the offense will have found a way to break the occasional big play once in a blue moon. Okay. Yeah. Deontay Johnson will have found a way to contribute more than zero touchdowns to the cause. So all of these different things will have to come into play. You see what I'm saying? As opposed to just saying, here's another touchdown. It's about what would have to happen for that other touchdown to show up. I'm riding with you on every single point, DK, but I have one question about one of your points. Okay. Deontay getting to the end zone. Is that a him problem? Or is that an offensive play calling problem? Yes. That's the answer I was looking for. Yeah, because okay. it is. Because here's the thing. You can, you know, I don't want to get into describing plays that I've seen. Right, you, right. Your team is over there these two days running a whole lot of two-point, and I'm not going to get into that, okay? Fair. Because that's also goal line offense. It's the it same is. thing, okay? Yes, it is. And when you see what these guys are doing, there's there's there are plays that are not – perfect for him how was that for me do you think he got those plays because he was an elder statesman is that why we got to feed him because there's different ways to feed the guy the ball uh, in the middle of the field for him to get wide open well i think more than anything what ended up happening with the steelers is they were actually not that bad in the red zone in 2022 but when they got down there they didn't need him so they didn't use him Okay, yeah, that was yes. a lot of what happened. Okay, they were looking for the, the bigger bodies. They were looking to pound it in. And you know what? More often than not, again, to their credit, they did. Yeah, they did. And, of course, to, to me, I look at Deontay's situation as I've, I've watched three different coordinators in Pittsburgh, if I'm not mistaken, while I was there. Three, maybe four. Be able to create be able to say, hey, this is what we're doing and we're going to go with this. And don't ask me no questions. I don't know if that's the case right now, DK. Now, I'm not in that locker room, but for the ones that play call well from Bruce Arians, Randy Finkner, Todd Haley, they will tell y'all, look, I'm not trying to hear what y'all input is. I love what you'll tell your coaches, but this is what we're running this weekend. I love to know if that was the case with this team, DK. Yeah, because you, you can't have this type of sputtering and guys don't have anything to say because that's the other portion of it. If you're not, if it's not working well for you as a play caller, then me as a player, I got to suggest. It's been times we've been in games, months. Hey, that ain't working. Sweet feet, Coach Surrett. That's not Cougs. We got to stop running that play. That play's not working. And that's where the frustration sets in. Now, again, they did have a break the last seven games of the season, right, DK? But mm-hmm. that doesn't solve our problems of having a very efficient offense. It's still somewhat worrisome. I'm going to pick on Denny here. Because Denny's always got good stuff to say, and he won't cross the line. He won't come over from the uncle's Who? table. 
This is this is our guy today, Denny. We we Denny, we need to need to get you over there. We need to get somebody to come over and like yeah. drag you. But yeah. you're you're in here all the time. You have all kinds of good points. It's Great hard to stuff. run routes from the five yard line. And and what do you know? And then Bob comes along and he has to show you up. Listen, this is this is how this works. All you have to do is go to dkps.net yeah. slash join. We're yeah. happy to have you. You get access to all these other wonderful trinkets that we offer. And you know, yeah. am I right, Moan? Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, and look at the rest of everybody in here. Everybody but you. That's they not seem okay. happy. They're they're the after picture and the before and after. Thank you, DK. <laughs> Cross that picket line, man. This ain't a lockout. Here, watch. I'll be the before and you be the after. Ready? Yeah. See, <laughs> what, a, what a ridiculous yeah. show! Yes, indeed, DK. This, just a ridiculous show. Uh, coming up next, though, in an attempt to try to make it less ridiculous or possibly more, will be the only segment that matters. Uh, send those questions is because he was talking about hey, mom. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. The coverage that connects. Brother's just not giving up. Look at and, that. And I see him doing his show too. That's what's so crazy about it. You hear me? DK, be sure to keep the big rage in line over there. I swear. And I see him. The tomorrow. best part is, is I can picture him typing these things, just <laughs> slapping his knees, laughing up a storm too. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. But it's all out of love, man. And I'm here for it. Hand over fist will have the best point that anybody brings up today, which is God, I can't wait for real pro football. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. kind of we kind of need that. Although minicamp is real er, and yeah. we're getting the next time we see one thing moan about Latrobe, your head coach does not ease his way into the process, does yeah. he? Yeah, no, absolutely not. We're diving head first into that thing. You hear me? Uh, all of your gripes, I don't want to hear about it. If it ain't all pure purely football, shut up about it. <laughs> like, hey, if you got some family issues, well, okay, we're going to handle that. Uh, but I absolutely love the fact, DK, that we're about to hit a little bit of a dead period because that just, mean, that just means the buildup is that much more pure. I love this time of the year. It's it's fun. And and the buildup is both real and it, it's palpable. You can feel it over there. Yeah, it is. Okay. There's, is. There's, 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 an, there's an energy that everyone understands and accepts that OT, or the OTAs, OTAs to minicamp is a ramp up. It's still not physical. It's still not something no. that you can evaluate, but they're getting closer to right. it. It feels more real. Chris Davis, a member comes in and says, Hey, Moan, do you think we need to add another free agent? If so, which position? Uh, I know what everybody's thinking. Probably outside Russia. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. DK. Um, the way we're set right now, there's youth, maybe D tackle, but I don't think there's anybody out there that is willing to be signed right now. My answer, I'm going to stick with it, is no. I don't think there's another guy that needs to be added to it because you can't tell me where we're going to put somebody. I'm rolling with what we got, DK. I'm rolling with it. Me and Max are on the same page here. Okay. Uh, okay. And, me and, and me and Alan are on then. the same what? page. And me and Holton are on the same page. And me and Ryan are on the same page. We um, all want inside linebackers. Uh, Slap wants Devin White as long as we're in the neighborhood and we're shopping, right? How but, much are you going to pay for Devin White? Uh, what does he want? <laughs> you know? uh, he may be close to 20 a year. Um, here's what I have related to inside linebacker. Um, I had a bunch of talks yesterday with people, including your man, Mark Robinson. Okay. And I wrote a column about this for DK Pittsburgh sports today. It's on there. And I try to listen for what people say when they're parsing or, or sorry, when I'm parsing what they're saying and, and trying to figure out what it is that they really want to reveal. Yeah. And when they talk about Cole Holcomb and Elandon Roberts, they are speaking the language of a coach dealing with a space filler. 
Okay, oh. I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be mean. No, DK. The business is what the business suggests, right? No question. Okay, and when I'm talking, I, I spent some time with a positional coach. I spent some time with a defensive coordinator, Mike Tomlin. They're they're saying we got these guys because they're starters. Uh, you know, they're not saying here's what Roberts can bring. Here's what Holcomb can bring. You know, Roberts has been a mostly a spare part guy for a couple of years now. He has. And at the same time, they're all saying that Robinson's not ready. They all said that publicly on the record. Okay. And I yep. mean, maybe he isn't, but maybe also figure out something schematically where you can use what he does bring. But that, that, that does to your point uh, becomes a little bit too predictable and you can catch Mark like a deer in the headlights. The same thing we kind of dealt with with Spillane a little bit last year, right? Is he can go out there in those short down distances, but if they get a first down and they they hurry to the line of scrimmage, because if I was offensive coordinator and I know my personnel is in there and they do know their personnel to the line of scrimmage, I'm not giving you an opportunity to change. You see, Holden says, and th this this argument falls so flat for me. No Ooh. offense, Holden. But yeah. like he says, Holcomb is better than what we've had the last few years. Okay, but then he does say correctly, but that's not saying much. See, that's all I hear from everybody. Is he better than Spillane? Yeah. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. And? I mean, Cole I, Holcomb. I know what Ramon thinks of the pro football focus kids. Hey. Okay? The whole world got to hear that at St. Yeah. Pittsburgh College. However, however, their most recent rankings, the inside linebacker positions, had the Steelers – 32nd in 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 linebacking middle inside linebacker inside linebacker 32. that's fair but dk I'm, I'm gonna go home on this one okay i'm gonna go home on this one because i'm a homer and we're talking about the steelers and everything i know about that locker room and what they go, do go go yep getting a guy like cole holcomb and elandon roberts right two guys mm -hmm. has been around a little bit elandon roberts specifically let's go him right they always find a way dk to maximize those guys for the time being that's what I'm willing to say and wait on. That's the reason when you ask me what position I'm thinking of, he landed. I'm thinking of of uh, 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 Cole Holcomb. I also say, well, maybe they will be able to sprinkle in the package for Mark Robinson. This is the thing for Mark Robinson for me. Everybody in a mama spoke about everything he was capable of doing. Right, DK? Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, uh, but uh, when I had the opportunity of starting a few games, you guys knew a little bit about me going into my second year, did you not? Yes. yes. I made it my point to make sure that I stayed on the field for that point after period DK, you only get these opportunities once or two times in your career, yes. as far as establishing yourself as a starter, because going into year three, you don't have double digit starts under your belt in some capacity in some capacity, DK, then they're going to look for the new guy. S 400 says, could we convert an athletic corner into an inside linebacker? You can't make a corner Different into a weight. linebacker. However, however, since you brought it up, Keanu Neal, is on this roster. Keanu Neal himself yeah. considers himself to be a part-time linebacker, guy. a flex guy. That's yeah. what he. That's what he's been in the past. Uh, he told me that himself. He expects to be used in different schemes where he's closer to the line of scrimmage. Maybe not even necessarily just in the three safety set. So instead of having this standard ILB that you're forcing into coverage, yeah, you have someone for whom it comes naturally. Yeah. Definitely. I'm here for that, too. But all of this has got to be seen. So I'm, I'm out, you know, saying, yes, this is the answer, because I don't know what the answer is going to look like till we get to late trove. Right, DK? Mm -hmm. This is where I'm at, too. I I've seen this. And I think this situation right here from my guy, yes. Ryan Jonker. Yep. Ryan Jonker goes, hey, Mo, man. He was like, will we see a bunch of three safeties on the field this year? Let me tell you about the three safety situation, though, to me and how I've seen it utilized. Three safeties to me mean that you got a team really. Or the fact that they have a, a lighter personnel out there and you afforded to putting a guy up there at that circumstantial. Maybe it's a, hey, they're behind by seven points or six points and you need to be able to stop the pass and be able to have somebody stop the run. Have those combo guys. That's where you have a guy like Neil in, right? Mm -hmm. That's where it's fair. That's where you say Joey Porter Jr. Hey, put your face, face in the fan. Let's face go. Face the fan. Trice, hey, I need you out there. Put your face in the fan right now. This is why I think leaning on the three safeties is an issue is when teams settle down in their offense and they got you reeling and then you need bodies to be able to stop the run sub them out sub them out well that's where it won't matter as much with three safeties being on the field mm -hmm. i think three safeties is very circumstantial 
At the get-go cafe and market, quality is at the core of every menu item. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger, salad, wrap, drink, and app is crafted for what they refer to as crave-ability. Order your favorite entry at the get-go cafe and market today. Better believe it. Thought I'd try the subdued approach. You did. That was awesome. That was out of left field, too. And by the way, to y'all, playing linebacker, I know Shazier looked thin. I know Devin Bush looked smaller. They're not. <laughs> They're not, y'all. So thinking that, uh, it was my guy from Penn State that we thought, uh, uh, Allen, Marcus Allen. Ask yeah. Marcus Allen what it's like playing in the middle. I think he was capable. I don't think he wanted to do it. You need a certain. He did not want to do it. <laughs> You didn't have to ask. You just had to watch. Come on, DK. And that's the answer I was looking for, my brother. Yeah. Speaking of Ryan Shazier, by the way, he's going to be here in our shop uh, next week. Hey. Because next door, they are almost almost open with this new UFC gym. Uh, Shazier's going to be uh, an ambassador for them. He's also going to be coming over with the, the CEO hey. of UFC. Dana? Uh, right here into our studio. Uh, the CEO of UFC gym. Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. The JY, JY, GYM, the gymnasium. All it's right. taking up. Moan, you've been here the whole rest of the building. It's like it's going to be us, and then it's going to be like this gigantic gymnasium. And, That's and, awesome and for you. Shazie's going to be here. And we're gonna do a we're gonna do a separate, completely separate podcast with him nice. and the head of UFC Jim talking about what's going on here. We'll have it here on our YouTube channel so nobody can mix it. It'll be really good to see Ryan for yeah. for the first time uh, in a while. Uh, what a geez, just a for, forget what a great linebacker he was. Yeah, you know, definitely. Just, yeah, just pure football. Uh, Jennifer asks, "Hey, Moan, was Miles Jack really that bad? I thought he was playing hurt." Uh, I think it was a little bit of his injuries for sure. It was. Yeah. A lot of guys, man, are weird with injuries. One, they don't want to be out, but when they try to play with them, they're not themselves. That's that's <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. I, I have to jump in because – Go ahead. Do you think? I mean, he, he and I talked about this a lot late in the season. He ended up playing through a grade three groin tear mm -hmm. okay, because they needed him because look at their alternatives. Now, unfortunately, football is really cruel as a business, okay? <laughs> yes, so whatever Jack did probably made his injury that much worse and is yeah. now costing him this summer. Do you follow me? Hey, yeah. Oh, and, this, and the cap hit, but he's still out there. And that's why I was going to say, because Irving asked this earlier too, DK, just asked the same conversation. Hey, Moan, is it possible for us to see Miles Jack back? There's always an opportunity. The fact that he's still on the street right now, and yes, 100%. It's a matter of, DK, cap, how they break that money up. And if he's willing again, and I think he will be, uh, one of my good buddies always say, hey, oatmeal is better than no meal, okay? You better go eat if there's something on your plate to eat with. So, yeah, I can see him being back. Yeah, I, I, I can too, but it hasn't happened yet. But, DK, he's a vet. Why does he need to be there right now when it's essentially the same defense? Because that's needs, my only pushback. Because he needs to get paid. That's my only pushback. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. I was agreeing with you. Oh, okay. I'm saying I, there's I still time for him to be signed. Yeah, I, th there is. But, I, I mean, if he, were, if he were to have made it into somebody's camp, you know, I, I don't know. I, we'll see how that plays out. I, I, I just I, – I hope that for his sake – because this is a great dude. Yeah. Okay. I and a hell of a competitor, too. And 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 all that. Now, yes. he didn't generate a lot of splash last year either, but that's not why he was acquired. He was acquired to seal the middle and to stop the bleeding when it came to the run. And he won more games in Pittsburgh than he ever did in Jacksonville in one year. And, and, <laughs> I kid. And, and, and he definitely did that. There are other options out there. I remain of the mind that Omar Khan, the Khan artist, uh, is – going to is going to get somebody antwion says hey moan do you think mark robinson can be that guy when he is ready a running back turned inside cover linebacker who can thump that's a gem uh yes that is a gem but what do i always tell guys dk when it come down survival in the league you've had me ha heard me have this conversation before like being at overly athletic being insanely good and fast and skilled at your position means nothing you can't learn the playbook and your responsibilities uh, do I think he's capable? Yes, because I think he's a smart guy. I think he wants it. It's a matter of actually executing and computing it in your mind and making your body do those things too. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and that's why I said to the pressure of him in year two, Mark Robinson specifically, specifically him, because we've heard so much. And most of the other rookies, except for CA3, has done something. Only reason that uh, Calvin Austin hasn't is because of an injury. Mm-hmm. There is probably more pressure on Mark Robinson as a year two guy than almost anybody in the last few years. Good question for you here from Moses Miller. It says, hey, Moan, why do you think Mike Tomlin has or had confidence in Matt Canada? Oh, that is a very fair question. I think I actually start this one, DK, to give you that answer, man. Do you, think, a, that he, do you think that he does have confidence in Matt Canada? Uh, I think he has confidence in him, but I also think it's one of those situations where he's good for a young quarterback. Uh, I think he has some good ideas that we've yet to see. I think it's fair to kind of say that, DK. Mm-hmm. And uh, he watched them work. And I know this about Coach Tomlin. If you got insane work ethic, if you've got an insane uh, affinity to want to win, then he's going to ride with you for a little bit. But this is one thing about Coach Tomlin, too. He will not hesitate to cut bait. He had a year with Canada. This is the only thing I can tell y'all because Canada comes up often and everybody asks the question, will he be retained or will he be fired after this year? I think the conversation started with Mr. Rooney. We said this a couple of days ago. He wanted everything to stay the same for Kenny. And I think mm-hmm. that was a proper response for a guy going into a second year. We've never been that type of team to fire a guy and stunt the development of one of your key players slash quarterbacks. I think that made sense. And I think it makes sense with Coach Tomlin. If it don't work, get rid of him this year. Really good one from Jacob says, hey, Moan, why do players sound so robotic during interviews? It's like they're being told what to say. Can I jump in on that since Please. You know, I'm the one that asked the questions? Please. Jacob, we love you here, man. I don't agree with it at all. And I'm just saying that because Ramon's sitting here. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I could show you interviews, and I do show them to you once in a while. Did you think Calvin Austin sounded robotic? No. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I had, no. I've had interactions with guys just in the past – 48 hours that would that would debunk this now that's not to say that there aren't some okay especially when there are rookies and and maybe because you're seeing jacob right now a lot of interviews with rookies because that's who we're going to that's who we're going to talk to because they're the new guys and they're exciting and they're interesting okay yes and so that's what's like darnell washington for example strikes me as someone who like I was halfway through an interview with him and he was giving a lot of these canned type answers, but then another player comes along. Okay. And I kind of got the two of them to interact a little bit. And all of a sudden it was fun. Well, that's who Darnell Washington's going to be in year two and three. Go ahead. So to that point too, about why guys sound like their stock answers. It's because some DK respectfully, some journalists reporters are pricks too. I have heard some are and word gets around the locker room and they'll tell, they will tell you, be cautious of what you say. They're your words to this person or that person. Yes. There is that gotcha type of reporter at times. So DK has never been that type. You'll flat out ask the question and you'll be like, Hey, this stays here. It's always that type of stuff when it comes down to it. But trust is also huge because you don't ever want to be the guy giving bullets and board material unless you're just willing to stand up to your own words. Trust, anyway. trust is trust is everything trust. when it comes to this stuff because that's one of those like remember whenever like half of everybody got mad at me for the questions I was asking Kevin Dotson a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know who loved the questions? Dotson. Dotson did Dotson. because he knows I'm real with him. Okay? Yeah. And it, it wasn't negative or confrontation or anything. I just said, hey, Kevin, are you mad? I just want to know if you're mad. And it's, it's better, too, because some guys tiptoe around asking guys harder questions. But there's also a way to ask a hard question, too, DK. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, 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 you, and actually part of your job, and I'm underscoring the word job here, is to make sure that you're equipped with that. Okay? If, there's a, if there's a really difficult situation, Okay, such as, for example, that one time in Chicago when all of the reporters, after this huge loss and everything oh else that went on here, and over here are the quarterbacks and over here are the other big stars and everybody else, where was everybody huddled? Around Which, my locker. Around Ramon's locker. Why? Yep. Because we needed the adult in the room. Okay. And what we also needed was someone who knew and could trust that we would be responsible with what he said and it's not trust. take him out of context. And it's trust. It's trust. 100% trust people. Uh, that's why, though. Yeah. There's, there's really a really good question. 
Man, Jacob's just coming in here and killing it today with that one. Jim Fairfield says, if, off- if the offense goes bad early, does Canada last the season? <laughs> I actually prefer this to the pick a week question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, to, to me, in my personal opinion, I think Canada gets six games before we judge what it looks like to DK. The first six, I, I think it's fair to give them that one because that's going to take us up to the bye week also. And I also saw this. This keeps pump uh, popping up too, DK. Watch it. Watch it. Oh, From our guy Coken. Thomas. First incompletion. And First this incompletion. is the thing, though, too, DK, with Glenn Thomas. I know we talked about him for a little bit, man. But what is a Glenn Thomas-style offense also? It's just passing. You know, that's I mean, that's always been his thing, you know? Yeah. But I mean, if that's the case, then, then we also must say, well, I think it's proper for Canada to be around for one more to let Kenny understand how to run offenses then. I ain't on the, the, the Matt Canada train, but I will say this. Being somebody that's been judged, I, I think sometimes unfairly myself about the position, I ain't saying he needs that much time to grow, but I'm saying, look, it's fair to watch and see what the growth is going to be before we cut bait. That's where I'll lie at right there. Mm-hmm. Well, before or after the Glenn Thomas statue goes up. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Sticky B. Marvin has a word of advice for the community. Marvin says, hey, DK and Ramon, it's Marvin enjoying the Marv? show. <laughs> I like the way he introduces that. But I hope everyone can be patient and let things play out to see where we go from there. Uh, we're a long way from seeing anything concrete with this team. There have been yeah. some things, and I say that in either direction. There have been exciting moments related to, for example, the two rookie corners. There are always going to be exciting moments related to George Pickens and even like a Hakeem Butler, yeah. someone like that. There's there's going to be a camp darling or two or five. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. But I'm with Marvin. Marvin, I didn't even see your comment before I made that a second ago. I, I pretty much said let's, let's wait and see on this one. Canada know his feet and seat is hot. Mm-hmm. Can we pass on first down a little bit this year? Asks Pittsburgh Steel Lit. I do. I did used to like that. It takes the it takes the anxiety out of first down plays, DK. Oh, as a as a player. Oh, my that's interesting. God. Why? There's nothing worse than like a converting and then trying to get another big play on first down or like five to six yards. Because let me break it down to you. The mindset of it is this is this is why I always like if you have a very competent athlete around you that know how to like do things well like they understand like offenses and adversity first down first and 10 cool if we're second and six whoo i breathe second and five i breathe we're second and eight and nine or we lose a couple yards anxiety ramps up because the 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 playbook shrinks and shrinks and shrinks by the more yards you got to get and there's nothing worse than the pressure dk of having to figure out what's going to work and not being able to trick the other side of the ball, too. Just a natural feel, too. First down, you get a big play. What's the first thing you do as an offensive lineman? You move forward. You move forward. It sucks being in second and long. You move forward. Because third and long gets that harder. Patrick Mason says, hey, Moan, what's your pick for the best positional battle in this upcoming training camp and why? Oh, my uh easy outside linebackers tackles period because you mentioned a guy last week that goes by 90 who said it's a whole lot different whenever he is out there at camp and you got Tooks that gotta go prove it you got Dan Moore that gotta go prove it you also got Broderick Jones that gotta go prove it and it's a lot of a whirlwind situation on figuring out who's gonna start DK I could easily say wide receiver versus corner JJ, I mean, versus Calvin Austin versus George Pickens. Like, it's it's young on young, but I, I almost look at that that veteran group of O-line versus D-line and saying, go get it, especially when it comes down to Dan Moore and Broderick Jones. That's the heated I, one. Did I tell you about my exchange yesterday with Coach Dunbar? Uh, yeah, with Cam? Yeah, where I yeah. said, no, I said something. No, this, oh. was, this was different. I said, Cam, I said, you have Cam and you have Larry O. Well, who's the... Who's like, you know, who's the wild card? Who who do you who are you looking to see rise up as the oh, third? Yeah. Okay. And he just tilts his head at me. Okay. And yeah. remember that he can play coy too. This is a really, really, really smart guy. Yeah. And he tilts his head at me and says, 
what do you mean by that? It's Montravius Adams. And I went, not to him, but inside my head, I go, yeah. Travis Adams, really? Yeah. yeah. It's not it's not Keanu Benton. Oh, wait, Keanu Benton's the rookie. He ain't gonna say much about a rookie, is he? Not gonna say much about him. And you know, they didn't bring up any of the other, you know, there's there's other players that are in that mix. He brings up Montravius. And for what it's worth, Montravius might or might not have been running with the first team. So nobody mentions Montravius. Hey. But this was thrown like this right back in my face. I don't and what, what am I going to say to him? You know, you're the yeah. defensive line coach. You've been there for a million years. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. <laughs> hey, when Coach Dunbar talk, I always listen, DK. You know, that's uh, that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not him sure. and Coach Mitch are one and one. There, you want to talk about going from one great D line coach to another? You couldn't have got a better oh success playing than Coach Dunbar. My goodness, you want to talk about real too? Mark Lancaster oh says, "Hey, Moan, do you think there's pressure on Pat Fryermuth?" to put up good numbers this season, you know, with Darnell Washington on the sideline. You should have playing the same position, really. No, not even. Pat's going to eat regardless. That's the way I kind of view it. Pat going into his third year right now. I think he may be in Nashville soon, too, for that tight end you with George Kittle and those guys that they do down here in Nashville. Uh, he's in that end crowd of young guys on their way to stardom. Pat's going to eat. The only question I have for for uh, Pat is how much is he going to share with the wide receivers group? We might mess around and see Pat with almost 50 receptions this year. That would be beautiful. Well, he's – I mean, more likely than not, he's going to be on the right side and Darnell's going to be on the left when you're talking about two tight end sets here. Now, to the point there, I mean, could he become tight end one? Wow. Let's put it this way. Imagine how great he'd have to be. Yeah. And that yeah. there's no negatives uh, in no. that one, Sergio wants to know, hey, Moan, thinking about how Kenny Pickett likes Matt Canada and we hope it develops into something great. How did the relationship between Ben and Todd Haley affect their player, the harmony in the locker room? Ben and Haley's situation was never like a public spat dispute or or, or tension. Uh, ben and, and, and Coach Haley knew they were good together and what they were doing was epic. I do know that for a fact. They communicated well. Uh, if he gave Ben the keys to the car and no huddle, Ben just drove it. You think Todd was going to say much about it? No. And here's the other portion of it, too. You think Ben was going to say much about it after no. the game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but hear me out on this, though, too, DK. You, that's fair. That's very fair and true. Uh, but hear me out on this. Just because a player likes a coach don't mean that it's good for him, though, too. I, we need to understand that, like, your my job is to get the best out of you. And if Canada ain't get the best out of Kenny, then DK, what is what good is that for us? None. Yeah, none. Did you think Haley was able to get the best out of Ben? Or at least I'll say this: he helped us as an old line formulate a plan to keep him cleaner and long in the games longer. I'm sure he was appreciative of that, if anything. Yeah, that would be one of those cases. Like if you go back to the original decision that, by the way, was made by Art Rooney and not by anybody below him, where he just said, "Listen." We want Ben for another few years. Ben's not going to live that long yeah. if if he just keeps scrambling all over creation and, and if everything is just, you know, uh, drawing plays up in the sand. It's not going to happen. So what was needed probably more than anything was somebody who was exactly as stubborn, obstinate, and tough-skinned as Todd Haley. Come on. And if and if he could coordinate, if he could draw up plays, so much the better. Come on. But let's have the other stuff first. And that's hey, what he did. Here's he, a, he stood up to Ben in a building did. where how many people would stand up to Ben Moan? One? Uh, okay. Two? Yeah. Uh, head coach of Mr. Rooney? Maybe in Cass? the whole building. Uh, yeah, and, and, in the and, whole building. Here's the thing, though, too. Screw a friend. We want to win. That's the yeah. motto right there, DK. <laughs> <laughs> Screw a friend. We want to win, man. I like this one too. Dr. Shadow, who is, we have Dr. Shadow as a, we do not have Dr. Shadow as a member. What is that all we about? Don't. All these great know. questions. And, but also, Sticky B ain't wrong though either. If you go back to that one right quick, what is the ETM, the Dolly emojis? I, I could check with she What's who would have the, to author the research the, department. The, the Dolly emoji. They want to know when it's coming. The U emoji. What is it going to mean? She wants to know. What's the symbolic value of it? Uh, savage. You know, just like savage see how comment. we have the, I think it's 
should be good job. Like good job is what it should mean, she says, because she does a good job. No, no, yeah. it's like when you guys do a good job, you get a dolly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could you hear that? Yeah, uh, yeah, that was loud and clear. You can go back to Doctor Shadow. I haven't started. Doctor Shadow says, "Hey, Moan, what defensive teammate made you better in practice?" It's a broken record, but it's Cam easily. One on ones was awesome. Uh, Vinny was was real good. Um, I would also go Javon Hargraves, especially when oh, he was younger. Mm-hmm. Hargraves had a unique ability to rush and not look like he was good at it. And I used to, when he was doing scout team stuff as a young guy, I used to be able to tell Wobble, like, hey, I need you to be able to do this move. Or he will get me in scout period. And I'll be like, hey, do that again. He was so good at it. Oh, my, yeah. And I got to give a shout-out, too, to the DBs. That when we had, like, fast guys rushing off the edge, Munch and uh, even Coach Tomlin would send the DBs down to us and have us try to block them off the edge or in a three technique off of me. Uh, those guys are really good at that. Rob Golden took it so serious. Rob Golden took everything seriously. That, that doesn't count. Yeah, I know. Antoine says, put it on a T-shirt. Moan and DK, screw a friend. We want to win. <laughs> LOL. You put that on on the south side. I, that could be a wild conversation. Our final question for the, for the day goes to Osgood Peabody, who says, hey, Moan, which of the Steelers greats from the 70s did you most enjoy spending time with when they came back for visits with the team? We are, we That's never so let the seventies go though. Why would we, uh, huh? Why would we? Go All ahead. right. My, my answer is this, and this is just, they just always, they were, was always open and honest and inviting Two guys specifically that come off to me. And it may be because I spent more time with them too. I can go Mel Blunt, of course, easily him, right? But the two, and these are the mo- two of the most iconic, Franco, Franco Harris. To be able to sit down with him at dinner and just talk it out, like to be invited in. And this was a me, him, and Marquise conversation, okay? Phenomenal group. The conversation was good. And honestly, you just be in that air with them was awesome. And the other one was me and Joe Green. Or Mr. Joe Green. Joe Green, whatever you call him. I was going to say, now. there was no mean Joe anything. <laughs> Joe Green, man. One, I had his throwback jersey in college. And to actually meet the man and shake his hand and his mitts just cross over mine. Uh, but when he talked, you listened. Uh, he reminds me of my grandfather. And I say that respectfully because they're around the same age, too. So I can say that. There's no disrespect. But to have him look at you, have a conversation, and me personally – hey, Mr. Green, can I get a picture? And he'd be like, no problem. Yeah, let's take one. But those conversations you're able to have with him and see him walking with his stature, those two guys kind of get me when we're talking about that 70s team. Yeah, out of the – I will say this. This is this might surprise some people because I, I've met Mr. Green. I've had the, 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 the great fortune to have a good conversation with him as well as an interview back when I was with the newspapers. And I – Mel Blunt scares the, the hell out of me. Does he? I mean, I just see the problem with the, the difference between like me and Joe is still in great shape, great yeah. health. God bless him. Okay. Yes, indeed. Mel looks like he can play now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's different for me. That's like going into a time warp. Yeah. And being transported to the, you know, 1976, and I, I'm an infant child who just worships the Steelers and everything, and seeing Mel Blunt and going, dude, like, yeah, you know, it's just very, very. Di- I don't know. There's just something about those two that was was different for me, and, and it was too. And the thing about Mel Blunt is what though, DK, he still does stuff <clears> on <throat> his farm, so he can reach out and punch you probably dead in your chest. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, and shock and, the heck out of you, right? And, and the work that he's done with youth in terms of disciplining yes. troubled youth and everything like that, instilling that. I don't mean to make that sound negative. Um, yeah, I just <clears throat> it's it's uh. I'm starting yeah. to lose it here a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I, I, w- I would throw this in there, too. Uh, the Rooney family, them being a part of it, too. I know we ask for players, but uh, Dan- Ambassador Rooney, before he passed, like, legitimately, just a guy doing his job and joining the franchise. Definitely not intimidating, though. Not intimidating. In but, any way, shape, or form. Uh, what, what, what a dude. Jeez, what a dude. 
Yeah, last word for the day goes to Mr. Cy, who gets it right. Mel Blunt yeah. is an amazing, amazing dude. One of these days, we're going to do an all 70s. It's amazing to me. This is why I was shaking my head earlier here. It's not negative. I, I, no. I was extremely young back then. I, I don't have the same, you know, the same awareness or whatever connection that a lot of our viewers will have. But they just will not let them go. Like, they, will, they won't let the 70s go, you know? Yeah. And maybe it's because a lot of them left yeah. after that because of the steel mills closing or whatever. But I just have a, you know, it's like, you know, other good stuff's happened since then. So who, who brings up more about their 70s? Is it the Steelers or is it the 72 Dolphins? Oh, it's the Steelers by Billy. <laughs> it's not even close. It's the not, Dolphins thing not. is really specific. Yeah. With Steelers fans, it's just embracing the entire decade and everything. And, and they also make it sound like it wasn't hell on earth for the city at the time, which it was. It was. Yeah. You know, and, and the pollution and everything else here, the 70s were arguably the worst decade in the city of Pittsburgh's history. What? Oh, yeah. The, the economic stuff that happened, we had a complete collapse. We were like Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had an outward migration of, of a quarter of a million people. That's never happened in the history of the United States wow. before or since. So, yeah, if they want to get sappy about the football team and whatever, and the fact that the Pirates won a couple of World Series and everything, that's great. But the idea, everything was great in the 70s. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Okay, then. It's, it's, it's a lot better now. <laughs> All right, one more from Dr. Shadow, uh, but this is only because we have one last chance to talk Oh, we Dr. did this Shadow. one already. Oh, we did? Yeah, I said right. Jay Wobble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Cam. Yeah, you did. Okay. And no. also, I'm throwing Bud in there, too. Bud was a headache to deal with. God. Bud was different, though. I love and hated Bud in practice. <laughs> Unpredictable. Yeah. That's for sure. Don't forget that you can become a member of the Ramon Foster Show by going to dkps.net slash join. Mm -hmm. And that goes double for our man, Dr. Shadow. We did get uh, – who were we pushing just before that? We were, uh, who do we, we have? We were coercing. Um, um, I'm looking for it here. Yeah, nah, I think we lost some DK. No. I had a few today. Yeah, but we, we got him in. Um, I, I can't find it now. We we had somebody that we were pushing and they and they did come across and it's appreciated. So anyway, that's all we got for today. We'll do another one tomorrow. Absolutely, DK. Let's rock it. All right. All right, the, uh, leave my guy finding it. Okay, <laughs> take it off the screen. Uh, yeah. No, I'm still looking for the individual to thank. This makes for some riveting video viewing. It is bet, some huh? riveting video, DK. All right, we'll try it after the little. The little outro. After the delay. All right. Peace, man. You know what I'm I got? I'm still looking, but go ahead. You know what I got? Huh. It's one of the, the most expensive currencies and one of currencies in the world. I that's can't an, tell what that is. What that's is an, it? That's an iPhone charger. <laughs> it is? Yeah, it is. It's still wrapped up. You know how many times these get stolen around people's houses, DK? How does that get charged like that? Well, this one is a new one that I have that came with some headphones. But an iPhone charger has to be the most stolen item in the world. Hey, can I borrow your charger? Only to never get it back. I know it's so many folks that believe that and have that issue, too. William McDuffie is a member. Never let it be said up, that Bill? we will get we will find a way to thank you for coming across and being a member. So there it yes. is. There it is. Yes, it is. All right, guys. Okay. Let's, let's do it tomorrow. This was fun. Keep up with your chargers, okay?